Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey everybody, uh, this is Marvel Movie News, and we have so much to talk about. We're going to try and get through all of it, but there's three trailers to talk about. There's uh, X-Men Supernova, there's the Runaways cast. We've got a lot. Sit there, sit tight, we'll be right back. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk, we talk movies. I uh popcorn talks Marvel movie news. I have to apologize to our uh, YouTube audience. We forgot all of our toys. I'm sorry. Uh, we had so much to talk about that I came in here and just started doing it and we all forgot the toys. So I'm sorry that you don't have anything to look at except for our beautiful faces, but <laughs> There, uh, in the back of our computers. Yeah, in the back of our computers. <laughs> Look at these gorgeous computers. Uh, we are the Marvel Movie News. This is episode 117. Ooh. 117 episodes. Uh, coming to you live from Weapon X, somewhere in Kunlun, which is somewhere on Ego, the living planet. Because okay. we have so much to talk about. I, I so love it's layers, that. right? It's a lot of, uh, lot of layers, a yeah. lot of crossover there. Yeah, right? On Marvel Movie News, we tell you all the news from all the studios and why you should be as excited as we are. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Uh, or uh, you can find us at youtube.com forward slash popcorn talk network. Uh, you can also find us on Twitter at Marvel News PTN or at the popcorn talk or on facebook.com forward slash Marvel News Show. Follow us and like us because we like you. That's why we come back every week. You're the reason we did this, fans, every week. Uh, and guys, if you'll tweet a link out to our show telling people about the live chat, Anthony and the booth will retweet you. Anthony, are we Aunt, calling him Anthony? Anthony. Manthony. To complicate matters. Yes. All right. Anthony. Manthony. But we're willing to rename him if a chat role comes up with something I like awesome. a new name a week. Yeah, yeah I like that, that too. Yeah. If y'all want to do that. Yeah. Ant mm-hmm. Anthony. All right. Uh, oh, yes. Our desk is naked. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Uh, we've explained it. Sorry. Yeah. Moving on. We got uh, way too much to talk about. Uh, I'm Matt Key at the Matt Key. We're joined by Marquia McCarty at M A R K E. I-A-M-C-C-A-R-T-Y. Yes. Yes. It's like someone just <laughs> learning English for the first time. I know there's a lot of vowels. The jerk that was just talking to you is Corjandro at C-O-Y-J-A-N-D-R-E-A-U. Love vowels. You love vowels. We've got Ant Manthony in the booth. Colt Bedell tweeting from the Star Jammer. And we got no guests because we got too much to talk about. And adding a fourth voice in here might just... Get too wacky, so kept it, kept it, kept it with the OG crew today. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. All right, we're moving right along because uh, we have three trailers that we want to talk to you guys about, but we have a lot of information from the Guardians. We have so, just like lots to talk about. So yes. forgive us if at the beginning we kind of rush through things to get to the trailer talk. Yes, we want to give you the info and then we'll give our opinion stuff. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. If you have specific questions, hit us up on Twitter. We'll do our best to watch that for the next couple of days and, and get back to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so X-Men Supernova is currently what everyone is thinking is the actual title of the film, X-Men Supernova. Mm-hmm. Um, they are retitling it. Uh, the working title is now Teen Spirit, according to My Entertainment World. Smells uh, like awesome. Uh-huh. Smells like, well done, <laughs> well done. 
uh, see little baby cyclops floating oh. in, a, in a pool grabbing at a dollar bill. Yeah. <laughs> um, we are old. Boo. Uh, but uh, they also released a summary. Uh, I don't know how accurate this is. I don't know if this came from the studio. I have no idea. But the summary that was released along with my entertainment world... Uh, the new production title is Gathered Together by Professor Charles Xavier to protect a world that fears and hates them. The X-Men had fought many battles, been on adventures that spanned galaxies, grappled enemies of limitless might, but none of this could prepare them for the most shocking struggle they would ever face. One of their own members, Jean Grey, has gained power beyond all comprehension, and that power has corrupted her absolutely! Now they must decide if the life of the woman they cherish is worth the existence of the entire universe. So... With this being Teen Spirit, there's been some speculation that this takes place in the early 90s, because that's when Smells Like Teen Spirit by Nirvana came out. Mm-hmm. Um, An excellent they, time period. Excellent time period. Can't wait to see them do the 90s, because that's also when the X-Men TV like cartoon show came out. Which and is, the, the Jim Lee art, the iconic era of oh, X-Men. Oh, <laughs> mm, that era of X-Men. Just, mwah. Uh, but, uh, and then, like, like, 1996 happened. It was like, oh, come on! Then comics just imploded on themselves and they yeah. had to sell all the rights to the movies we love and know today. Yep. Let's yep. not talk about 96. Yep. Yep. <laughs> 96, oh! Mm. The 2016 of the 90s. But 94, uh, though. But that, but that but 94, though. That 94, though. <laughs> <94, laughs> Indeed. Uh, uh, so, uh, with this being called X-Men Supernova, that is very... Uh, that recalls a very dark moment in the X-Men history. Power Man 5000 album yep. that came out. Yeah, yeah. Supernova. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. It yep. Stop it. Stop it. we got too much to do for you <laughs> to be talking man. Power Man. <laughs> Get out. Get out. If you're, if you're going to do that to my show, you can skip it off. <laughs> Get the heck out of here, sir. Right the frick. As Groot would say, baby oh, Groot. We'll get there. Yeah. We'll get there. Yeah. Uh, super. So, in the Dark Phoenix saga, uh, Jean Grey gets inhabited by the Phoenix, goes dark, flies out to the universe, and just blows up a star. Yeah. And destroys an entire civilization. It was in, in her way. You know. Yeah. She's like, this will be fun. Boom. <laughs> uh, so, Jean Grey, as the Phoenix, as the Dark Phoenix, uh, has the power to make stars go supernova and just decimate entire civilizations. So, uh, that is what it sounds like maybe they're trying to do. I kind of don't think that's actually going to happen anytime soon because X-Men Apocalypse was not critically loved and didn't do as commercially well as the studio did. Oh, it it mm-hmm. did well. They broke even, made a little bit of a profit, but it didn't like go gangbusters. They weren't able to push you know, right. their ancillary rights too much. So and there are contract issues seen. now. Mm-hmm. There are contract issues. Also, all of that being said, typically by this point we would have heard, we would have press releases. Oh my God, we're going in production. We're excited about it. Fox doesn't seem excited about this. The fact that it's leaking from my entertainment Everywhere. world to me says like this actually may not be happening. But like Fox is hedging their bets just in case they are able to mm-hmm. move forward. That's kind of my guess right now. So mm-hmm. anyway, let's move on. Do you guys have anything before I move on? We've been hearing rumors for a long time, but we've had no confirmation. We would by now. So keep it as a rumor. Internet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no Matt Key confirms here. Yeah. <laughs> Not today. Not, Not today, Internet. <laughs> Not today. Uh, <laughs> that was needlessly violent. The Internet has been nothing but kind to me. Uh, Key confirms extra aggression. <laughs> uh, now, this is very exciting, uh, at least to me. Uh, the Runaways casting was announced. And this is, I think mm-hmm. this is fantastic. Uh, and Aunt Manthony, man, that is... It's real catchy. It's nice. It's real it's catchy. Nice, but it's a bit. It's a tricky to get it used is. to. Aunt Anthony, uh, I need you. To, I need you to hang with me, uh, real close here. Uh, I need to see a picture of Rennie Feliz, who's playing Alex Wilder. Can you pull that up for us, real quick, so we can see what this gentleman looks like? 
Oh, perfect. Okay, well, uh, this is Rennie Felice. He's playing Alex Wilder. Alex Wilder is described as a loud and proud nerd. Mm-hmm. Uh, admittedly a bit of a loner, and he spends his free time playing video games, but deep down he wants to reunite his uh, childhood group of friends. Alex Wilder is the leader of the Runaways group. Yes, he's um, uh, one that, you know, gets them united. Yes. And then it's like, hey, we're going up against the pride. This is happening. Yeah. Yes. And I, you, in fact, you were on Screen Junkies last week talking about this, right? Yes, yeah, yes. We'll talk uh, about that later. Yeah. And, um, so and we're keeping this spoiler free, right? We are. We, we are. are. This okay. is, we like if you want to know the Runaways, go read it. We're not going to spoil that story for you, mm-hmm. but there's a lot of stuff that happens with Alex Wilder a little bit later. So it's worth the read. Very worth the read. It's, it's a great, great, great series. Was Brian K. Vaughn writing it when that spoiler happened? I can't remember. I, I thought he was. Can't remember. Anyway, but now Brian that K. you asked that, the best. now yeah, that you no. asked that question, I'm questioning myself. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm just saying. I thought like, it was. Oh my god, was that BKV? Uh, if you can get your hands on any Brian K. Vaughn, go read it. He's one of the best right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lyrica Okano is playing Nico Minoro. Uh, one of my favorites mm-hmm. is Nico Minoro. I uh, mean, we might have seen Tina, uh, uh, but she was uncredited, but possibility. Well, Marvel Studios actually did say that was yes. Tina Minoro. Fantastic. She just didn't have anything to do with Doctor Strange, but that was okay. the staff of one. Nice. And she was in the movie, <laughs> according to... Like, Marvel Studios official. Like, yes, that is Tina Minora. We don't do anything with her, but it is her. Okay, then. <laughs> so, all right. That's great. Uh, and, uh, Aunt Anthony, we're, we're showing these pictures, yeah? I, I, I hate to put you on the spot, but since we can't see them in here, I just want to make sure. Great. Don't don't sweat. I just want to double check. Uh, actress Virginia Gardner. Oh, uh, we should say Nika Minoro, uh Description is tough, intelligent, independent, embodies teen angst, a budding Wiccan. Uh, her carefully crafted goth appearance isolates her from her peers and family. Uh, so and she's she's a, a sorcerer and she discovers yeah. this accidentally by like being able to pull a, the staff of one from her body anytime <laughs> she bleeds. So, um, but the staff of one is actually one of the more powerful relics in the Marvel universe. Every single time she uses it, she can make the staff do anything, but it can only happen once. Yeah, which um, is uh, awesome. Yeah, so it's basically like a wish granting genie staff, but mm-hmm. you only get that one wish once so you can't wish for like mystic blasts a thousand times yeah mystic blast okay great now what do you got so she has to be kind of magic missile yeah yeah <laughs> magic missile magic bullets like, yeah so magic machine gun bullets that's different right uh virginia gardner is playing uh carolina dean she is described as a model perfect exterior with a lot going on behind her professionally white and smile uh, burdened by lofty expectations by her parents, underneath her veneer of privilege and perfection, she's experiencing a newfound eagerness to explore her identity and pursue her own desires. Uh, Virginia, uh, that's Virginia Gardner. Carolina Dean in the comics uh, also kind of goes by Lucy in the Sky sometimes. Uh, and we should also mention Nico Minoro goes by Sister Grimm, and Alex Wilder's just always Alex Wilder. Yeah, he doesn't uh, require nor want no, the code. He's name. like, no, I'm Alex Wilder, screw you guys. <laughs> uh, but Carolina Dean, aka Lucy in the Sky, is uh, an alien name that's Magistinian, right? Like Majesty, like Magistinian. Yeah, it's I think. like M A J E S D A N I A N, I believe. Something like Magistinian. that, yeah. And she is arguably one of the more powerful members of the team because she has an alien biology yeah. that on Earth allows and her vegan. very much. Ooh. Oh, and vegan. <laughs> yeah. yeah, or like a soul searcher type, you know. Yeah, as, yeah. as we saw in. Um, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, vegans have incredible power. Incredible power. Incredible power. power. <laughs> the uh, power turns Superman in yeah, that movie, vegans. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in, in the comics on, on Earth, the solar radiation of our sun, much like Superman, 
uh, with uh, Magisdinians gives her like an assortment of powers. She's bioluminescent, which comes off as her kind of being rainbow colored a lot of times. Which is gorgeous. Which is really, really cool. And uh, she can shoot like energy blasts from her hands and fly, and she can kind of create force, force fields. fields. Yeah. Oh. So she's pretty powerful. Um, let's see. Gertie Yorks is being played by an actress named Ariella Bearer. Uh, she's described as purple-haired, with spectacles, contemporary riot girl, G-R-R-R-L. That's the official description. That's not me trying to get in touch with millennials. That's them. <laughs> trying uh, to get in touch with millennials. Yeah, that's them trying to get in touch with millennials. <laughs> I know that I'm out of touch with millennials, so I'm not even trying. Uh, <laughs> never passing up a moment to stand on a soapbox, Gert sometimes wields her persona as a brash social justice warrior to mask her true feelings. Gertie Yorks has no powers. No. But... Here's what she does have. Her mom and dad are time travelers from, I believe, the 30th century, something like that. Mm -hmm. She doesn't know that initially. She finds that out later. Um, As part of the time travel, in the future, they've discovered how to genetically engineer dinosaurs and then create telepathic links with those dinosaurs. So she actually has a telepathic link with her dinosaur. She calls herself arsenic, and she calls her dinosaur Old Lace. The Old old Lace is a Dionychus, which is basically like a giant velociraptor. Yeah. So, so we get a dinosaur. Man, I want I, a dinosaur so bad. Like the budget of the show going to have to be a bioluminescence and dinosaurs. Dude, I, I don't know. Like, Hulu better have that. Because this is their big flag. It's going to have to be the big yeah. flagship show. This is their chance to be this a bigger is, network to show their, like, yeah. you know, force it. And what, what's the show that came out on Hulu recently? Handmaid's Tale? Handmaid's Tale. Like, that looks great. It looks super intense. It was and, number one, it's number one book right now. Is it really? As, uh, yeah, so yeah. everything's getting hyped. Yeah, right. I, I uh, read it. It's a great book. Yeah? Yeah. I'm sure it is. It, it, Who wrote that? It gets you. Oh, I, I forget. Margaret Atwood, I think. Who wrote the Poison that sounds of the Bible? Good. Yeah, that sounds yeah. good. Sounds right. I was a literature major. Nice. Um, so, yeah, anyway, uh, I'm excited to see what they do with that, and I think Hulu is really starting to put a lot. Like, I think they're trying to make, I mean, obviously they're trying to make themselves competitive with Netflix and, and um, mm-hmm. you know Amazon and all that so and the past was great and yeah. Marvel's taking over everything yeah they really are every network wants a Marvel we get all they, the Marvel we get all the Marvels <laughs> you get a Marvel you get yeah, a Marvel and like Cloak and Dagger we finally have casting for that's moving forward with ABC mm-hmm. Family so, or Freeform whatever it's called now anyway so we've got Bioluminescence and Dinosaurs so far uh, but wait, there's more! Because there's also an uh, actor named Greg Sulkin who's playing Chose, Chase Stein. Chase Stein is kind of the heartthrobby, really handsome jock of the group. Mm-hmm. He's described as a lacrosse-playing high school heartthrob. Many write him off as a dumb jock, but he exhibits flashes of untapped brilliance and engineering, not unlike his wildly successful fathers. Again, we should mention, the key thing about the Runaways is that they are um, they are the runaway children of a group of evil... Um, scientists and adventurers yeah, who are like, trying to take over the world and they call themselves the Pride. Right. So, like, super villains. These like are the super children villains, yeah. of super villains. This is really awesome. Yeah. This is great. There's, there's, uh, there's two evil mutants, there's time travelers, there's uh, brilliant scientists and adventurers <laughs> and engineers. Uh, and, and there's some hard-hitting storylines, too. There really are. There's, like, death, there's resurrection, Ooh. there's, like, yes. time traveling for them. Transference. It's, Happens. Yeah, yeah. There's some gender identity issues that happen later mm-hmm. on. Like, they tackle a lot of stuff. And for this to be on Hulu, I'm kind of excited about because it means, like, yeah, we're trying to get the younger audience, but we can kind of 
mm-hmm. actually afford to maybe go a little more, more mature, and that, I think that's exciting. Mm-hmm. So uh, Chase Stein has something. He ends up inheriting kind of these things called the fisticons, <laughs> uh, uh, which are basically like the giant the the things that Crossbones has in Civil War, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. robot robotic fists. But he has like magic missiles and or not ma- like missiles and flamethrowers and stuff on it. He also mm-hmm. has X-ray specs. Uh, yeah, he because in, he's a teenage boy, yeah, and he has and, X-ray goggles. And he falls in love with uh, one of the members of the group, but I won't say who. Mm-hmm. Um, read uh, the comic. Read the comic, because I don't want to spoil anything. Uh, and then, finally, um, Allegra Acosta is playing Molly Hayes slash, no longer Hayes, Hernandez, which I think is exciting. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she's described as the youngest and most innocent member of her friend group, is known for her peppy positivity and a deep yearning to belong. So... Uh, why I say the slash thing at the beginning there in the comics she was known as Molly Hayes she was just like this little 12 year old Caucasian girl but now mm-hmm. they're calling her Molly Hernandez which gives me the uh, like the idea that yes they're going for like full on for like a Latino identity which I think is desperately needed and I'm excited for it like yeah. to get some like race in here and everything so um, but here's here's my so Molly is incredibly strong like can lift a cement truck over her head strong even though she's 12, it's always really funny to see, like, this little girl, like, where do you need this giant bus? You know? <laughs> I, I sure do you love it. I can help you with this. Mm-hmm. Um, that's always fun. It's always a great moment in the comics when she does that stuff or when someone hits her and she doesn't move and they break their, fit, their fist, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, but she's a mutant in the comics. And her parents are mutants, like powerful telepathic mutants, I think, if I mm-hmm. remember correctly. Are they going to say the word mutant? Uh, So here's the question. Because Marvel TV and Fox are working together now. They've got Legion coming out tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And all of the trailers. Yeah. Yeah. Did I just blow your mind, Koi Boy? It's tomorrow? Tomorrow, bro. Tomorrow, bro. Pyramid Day. Yep. Clear the (laughs) Pyramid Day. It's it's weekly, though, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. So I'll just clear 12 hours to watch it 12 times. I guess so. <laughs> if you feel so inclined. Instead of my binge Netflix, yeah. I'll just rewatch Leech. Yeah, yeah, but that'll have to be on Thursday because you won't be able to binge it tomorrow night. Like it'll it airs tomorrow night, so you're not going to have it tomorrow morning to watch. I know, I know. I ruin everything, going. Thanks, you man. Know that by now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, uh, yeah, I, I think there's a possibility that because the two of them were working together, we might be able to hear it. I think though they'll probably stick to Inhumans because that's what Marvel TV has been doing. And it they, makes sense. Yeah. So yeah. and that's an easy, easy transfer. And then someone in the chat room brought up, uh, "What? No Victor Mancha?" I know he'll he'll come in later. Season he'll come two. in later. Yeah, he'll be a season two. He'll be like a late season one reveal. That's my guess. Yeah. That's how that always works, right? <laughs> uh, all right, let's move on. Black Panther: New details on an epic car chase in South Korea. South Korea, not South Africa. Yeah, South Africa. You and I have both said South Africa now. Meant South uh, Korea. Uh, well, we had like Age of Ultron on the head, I think. We're like, of course it's, a, you know. <laughs> uh, so, but here's the So, we knew that Black Panther was going to be world-spanning. We knew that it was going to be international. But we figured most of it was going to be in Wakanda. And we were just going to be hearing about the politics. At least that's that was my hmm. kind of take on it. Now we're hearing... Oh, no, no, no. There's a giant car chase in South Korea. Um, They shoot Willem Vogt. Here's the quote from the production service that Variety quoted. The Variety broke the story. The shoot, which will involve some 150 cars and more than 700 people, is a car chase scene with the protagonist and the villain. It will also involve helicopters and guns and uh, may cause noise as well as traffic restrictions. Uh, I'm going to go out on a limb and 
take out the may cause and just say will cause. <laughs> yes, I think that's... Noise and traffic restrictions. Definite. That's, yeah, that's pretty definite. But 150 cars and more than 700 people, um, uh, I know Screen Junkies looked into this last week, and they said this counts as one of the biggest car chase productions uh, ever. Yeah, I, I'm picturing the Matrix, uh, what was it, Revolutions? The third oh, one? the but motorcycle that, yeah, chase. Yeah, that crazy, where they built a highway. And they they built a highway in Australia. Yeah, yeah amazing. Goodness. Um, yeah, it's going to be that level, except this is going to be, I think it's in the uh, South Korean city of Busan, which is where they mm-hmm. have a giant Asian film festival, so it's kind of like a cultural center, so a lot of people there are really excited about this. But Yeah, and then Black Panther uh, keeps on making the marks. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's I fantastic. Like, you, know, you know we're a year out from that movie hitting theaters? Ugh. February 2018, we're close. Yeah. We're finally we're getting there. there. We're in the countdown phase. We're we can actually there. start seeing the we're end finally of the yeah. coming. Like, we're mm-hmm. going to start seeing, like, leaked photos. Then we're going to get probably a teaser trailer of some sort at Comic-Con. Stop. I'm going to explode. <laughs> and we so. have this year of every month or something to tide us over Pretty to. Much it, it'll month, fly yeah. by. Yes. Because starting next month, or starting tomorrow, so it'll be before we know. Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, anyway, uh, do you want to say anything? I, I've got nothing on that except that I'm excited to see Black Panther is going beyond Wakanda. Uh, yeah, well, uh, in the comics, he goes beyond Wakanda a lot. Oh, I, mean, I know, I know. Yeah. But, like, based on the descriptions like the I was hearing itself. of the movie, I was like, mm-hmm. oh, it's going to be mostly in Wakanda, and their claw's going to be attacking or something with, like, Killmonger. It's going to be a lot of politics dealing with, it, with the world outside of them, mm-hmm. but it's going to be mostly inside Wakanda, and now it's like, oh, that's an, I was wrong. Basically, what I'm saying. Yeah, I, I like the idea of uh, there being like a, some sort of a diplomatic mission, and yeah. then Eric Killmonger just ruining that for Ugh. Black Panther, Ugh, yeah, implicating him in some way with something that sounds so exciting to me. Yeah, I'm I every single like when I read that last week, I was like, well, as if you needed more of my money, now I'll pay thirty dollars for this ticket. <laughs> Uh, All right, let's move over to Thor Ragnarok. First of all, we got what a look at what could be a new logo. It was on like a sh- the shirt of a crew. Uh, member uh, uh, Aunt Manthony, can we show that real quick? <laughs> it's the uh, the new logo for Thor Ragnarok. Great. Uh, so uh, what you're going to be seeing here, uh, and uh, for all of you iTunes listeners, I'm, I'm going to do my best to describe this. Um, you see the word Thor Ragnarok at the very very top, but then you see the just this weird weird machine. And the machine looks as if it was drawn exactly by Jack Kirby. And I, I, mm. I tried to look around. I tried to do a little research to see if that actually was a Kirby drawing. I don't think it was. I think it was just mm-hmm. an artist emulating the style. But that to me... Yeah, there we go. That to me gives me even more hope in this film. And like, this is the film I'm the most excited about for this year. <laughs> like, I'm excited for everything else coming out. I'm excited for Guardians... But this is going to be a weird, weird movie. And we're going to talk about it in a second here, a little bit more. But this is going to be a weird, weird movie. And this, to me, just pushes even further that, yeah, this is going to be a weird movie. Because you have this weird Jack Kirby-inspired machine. And that, to me, says that that kind of stuff is in the movie. It's like um, neon-colored, angular. And it looks like it it does all sorts of weird stuff, but none of it makes sense. It's like the weirdest Rube Goldberg, (laughs) like, what is this machine? And and Jack Mm -hmm. Kirby loved that kind of stuff. So I'm excited for that. Uh, I don't know if you will see that in the movie. I don't know if that is actually a Kirby drawing. If you actually know that, please let me know. Um, But I think it was made for the movie, uh, just for those shirts. Anyway, (laughs) let's move on. Tinko Waititi talked about Thor Ragnarok last week in in an interview with uh, the Onions AV Club, if I remember correctly. Mm -hmm. And he says, 
sometimes I would stop and think, I'm doing a movie that's got Thor and Doctor Strange and the Incredible Hulk and Loki, and every character is so strange and different. He then go on, went on to say, Civil War is just humans, humans with human problems. Ours as creatures and beings and all these sorts of really different characters. Again, just playing human problems, but in outer space or in other worlds. Uh, he also went on to say he found a way to put him into the film, though he wouldn't reveal what his cameo actually was. And he also went on to say uh, Sam Neill was a naughty boy for uh, spilling the beans that he was actually in the movie. Mm. And that he said, uh, he went on to say, I don't want to touch on that too much because it's a really cool little thing that he's doing. So, okay. uh, I am excited that, uh, uh, here's what I like about this. Civil War, like, he's not insulting Civil War, by the way. Like, that's just human. Like, he's <laughs> no. not saying that. <laughs> but... What I like about this quote is that he's basically saying, uh, I get Thor. Like, Civil War is, like, Captain America deals very much with human issues. And that's just true across the board. Hydra, Red Skull, Nazis, you know. Yeah, very uh, political. Very political. Yeah. Uh, and not that Thor doesn't do that. Not that Captain America doesn't so- sometimes cross over into more cosmic stuff. But typically at their core... Thor is a god-like figure with god-like power <laughs> from Asgard. Thor! He's Thor. He exists outside of the Earth, and he just happens to come to the Earth at this period of his life to help protect it with the Avengers. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this, to me, says, uh, I get it. This is more fabulistic. This is more fairy tale than the other films. They still mm-hmm. have human problems that they deal with, but they're dealing with them off of the Earth. So, yeah. the uh, thing that stood out most for me, surprise you didn't mention, is Doctor Strange. Because no, to I me, was I know. building to that, but that mm-hmm. is a universe set up because, like, you know, the Doctor Strange felt like they're starting to go this direction for cosmic, mm-hmm. and to me, it seems like Thor is more a sequel to Doctor Strange than Captain America: Civil War. That's yeah. the direction I feel like it's like this is the direction we're taking. No, I, and I. Uh, I know, I know that. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. yeah. I was, I was, I was going to bring that up, but I'm glad that you did it because now I don't sound like I'm like. You're just, okay, Doctor Strange, Doctor Strange, Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange. <laughs> yes, uh, I love how Doctor Strange is all the mystical and these mm-hmm, huge, you know, Dormammu mm-hmm. and extra dimensions. Because then I really love Heroes for Hire, where yep, we're, we're yep. street level and we're going to protect you and we care about community. Yeah, we're going to protect this little bitty neighborhood mm-hmm. uh, called New York. Yes. Yes. Just and, this little bitty neighborhood. Bottomless pit. We'll, yeah. we'll protect all of this. <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there. We're going to detect we're in the hole. We'll get there. We'll figure yeah, it we'll, out. We'll, we're going to sort it. Yep. Uh, but I agree with you. It is exciting that they brought up that he brought up Doctor Strange so prominently because mm-hmm. that to me says, like he brought it up with Thor and Hulk, which we know, like this is a road trip movie between the two of them. Right. So the fact that he's included in there along with Loki is just like, oh man, maybe he actually does play kind of a bigger mm. part in this, which is yeah. exciting. Like I'm excited about that. And so. all the Tom Hiddleston we can get. All the Hiddleston all the time. All right. Uh, One last thing before we uh, move on uh, to tell you guys about the wonders of Blue Apron, which truly is a wonderful service. Yeah. Uh, We want to tell you about um, Kevin Feige. So they did a set, the reporters got to do a set visit on Guardians last year. And during that set visit, um, they asked Kevin Feige about the future of the Marvel Universe and stuff like that. With Doctor Strange hadn't come out yet, but they were like with Doctor Strange and Thor and all this stuff. Mm -hmm. And here's what Feige said. A lot of our upcoming movies will be set off Earth and deeper into the universe. The upcoming movies will be as much out there, out here, I mean, because he was on the set of Guardians, so out here in the cosmic side, as they are on Earth, starting with Thor Ragnarok. There are three scenes on Earth and Thor Ragnarok. Everything else is Asgard and not any of these worlds, but worlds that certainly, let's put it this way, in Thor lingo, it's beyond the nine realms. There are other planets that we spend a lot of time on in Thor Ragnarok that certainly most people would say, oh, that's sort of like a Guardian's world, but they're just other areas of the Marvel Cosmic Universe. So, 
soon. Starting here, like, like, like they were absolutely correct. Doctor Strange set things up to move off of Earth and beyond. And that's kind of exciting, right? Yes, absolutely it is. And then plus we have that dimensional element that uh, is going to be awesome in that. And it's like once you believe in multiple dimensions, of course you're going to believe in everything that Thor has. Because that happens in one dimension. Yeah, it's like they kind of built a vocabulary for themselves. Like they were like, okay, you understand simple sentences like Iron Man builds a suit of armor. And that is science. Mm -hmm. Uh, And now you understand a little bit more about like, now you understand a question mark. Because now you get like, oh, the nine realms and Thor and magic kind of exist, but it's science that you just don't understand. And then they expanded and expanded and expanded. And then the lines in the sand keep on going, and mm-hmm. you don't know where you started, but welcome uh-huh. on this journey. Yeah, yeah. And before you know it, it's like, oh, I now get that we are tripping through the universe into weird different planets, and there are multiple dimensions that we can also access. <laughs> Who doesn't want to open their eye? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I'm, I'm very excited for that, um, to hear that Thor's... Cause What's coming after Thor? We've got Ant-Man and Wasp, which is probably going to explore mm-hmm. the quantum world a little bit more. It will have to. It'll have to. Yeah. And, like, what if there's an entire microverse? Yeah. Ah. Like, what if Ant-Man and Wasp is, like, half the movies in the microverse in some capacity? Like, I'd And they okay discover that. that the Wasp is there, and they save, they <laughs> save the Wasp's mom, the Wasp. <laughs> that would be fun. Then you've got Captain Marvel coming out after Infinity War. We've got a big Infinity War thing to talk about a little mm-hmm. bit later, Indeed. too. Uh, so speaking of all that, we should get moving on. Uh, but I'm excited. There's a lot to be excited. We got excited like ten for. years of, of more. Yeah, and we're only we're yeah. like halfway through the plotted Marvel universe to this point. Yeah, <laughs> it's, this is this is ridiculous. What we get? How did the nerds win this big? So big. <laughs> Because uh, we've been trying for so long. Yeah. We've yeah. been trying for so long. You can stuff us in the lockers only so many times, jocks <laughs> of the world. We can take your Captain America with foam ears, but we'll come back. We'll I, be back. I like our 1980s bully references. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, speaking of bullies, Blue Apron is not a bully. Blue Apron is a wonderful and beautiful service that brings food directly to your door so that you never have to leave the house. That was a beautiful segue. It was a weird segue, let's be honest. <laughs> Speaking of not bullies. Speaking not of bullies. not bullies, uh, but uh, Blue a- I- I'm going to read off this sheet because I want to mm-hmm. get the facts straight. Right. Uh, but we've all tried Blue Apron. Yes. We all love Blue Apron. Like, it's yes. an amazing service. Uh, I think you're the latest one to have done it. What did you get? Oh, uh, it was a number of things, um, but the thing that I really liked was uh, there was this uh, chicken burger. Yeah, and I, I was like, Wait, what? there's a was chicken this? burger? Yeah, that sounds like this amazing. chicken burger thing. It was, it was fantastic. I put all of it on Instagram, if you want to look at my Instagram for it. Dark Thin Mints? Uh, uh, actually, my Instagram is my name, at Marquia McCarty. What's, what, what is Darth Thin Darth Thin Mints is my Twitch and is also my Snapchat. Oh, all right. Well, we're getting off subject. Let's talk about Blue <laughs> uh, we just, I just get, yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, no, blue- but it was, it was gorgeous. It was such good food. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Blue Apron is the number one fresh ingredient and recipe delivery service in the country. I, I believe that they are the first ones to do it. I think that there are a few mm-hmm. others who are trying to replicate, replicate the service, but I think Blue Apron was the first one to do it. Uh, and their mission is to make incredible home cooking accessible to everyone. Uh, they, uh, let's see, They their featured upcoming meals are cashew chicken stir-fry with tango Ooh. mandarins and jasmine rice. Nice. Like, And by the way, I should mention, this is torture for me because I haven't eaten today. <laughs> and it's about lunchtime for us in L.A. So mm-hmm. uh, I'm reading this just going, oh, why am I still doing this show? Roasted pork with apple, walnut, and farro salad. Crispy baramundu, baramundi with quinoa and roasted carrot salad. 
And udon noodle soup with miso and soft-boiled eggs. I want every single one of those things. And here's the deal. They all get delivered to your door fresh. Like, and then you just make it yourself. Like, yeah. Every single last ingredient, all perfectly measured. It tells you, here's how you measure it. Here, like, step by step, heat the oven to this. Do this mm-hmm. with your stove. It's all there. Um, so uh, it's a, it's less for less than $10 per meal. Blue Apron delivers seasonal recipes along with pre-portioned ingredients to make delicious home-cooked meals. Uh, you can customize your recipes each week based on your preferences. Uh, each meal comes with easy step-by-step, easy-to-follow recipe card and pre-portioned ingredients. Can be prepared in 40 minutes or less. That is a fact. It's an absolute fact, and yeah. that's important. Like for people like me who have like three jobs and I want to eat healthy, that's a good deal. That's yeah. a good deal. No, it's it's fantastic. Yeah, it really is. Uh, so uh, you can check out this week's menu and get your first three meals free with shipping. Free shipping uh, by going to blueapron.com slash marvel. And that uh, will uh, you'll you will love how good it feels and tastes to create incredible home cooked meals with Blue Apron. So don't wait. Blueapron.com slash Marvel. Blue Apron, better way to cook. All right. <laughs> and uh, it introduces you to new foods, which is yeah, like, fantastic. Just like, just, let's see, uh, uh, I've never had crispy baramundi. I don't even know what that is, but like the quinoa and the roasted carrot I'm all about. But what is baramundi? I want to tr- Exactly. Now I want to go look it up and try it. And it's food for two, so you can either impress somebody or leftovers. have leftovers. Either way, it's a good time. I really love it. I blew oh, it delicious. Can you, can you yeah. do something like order from Blue Apron, have like a really impressive meal, but don't tell them that you ordered from Blue Apron? Yeah. Like, that is how you do that. Yeah, you just hide is, the box. You're just like, yeah. look at this perfectly portioned meal I've created. I know how to cook from very well. <laughs> you should love me for my cooking This is prowess. for you. <laughs> uh, all right. We've got uh, Doom. Sending in, he's still sending in his videos, his one minute review From of Agents of mm-hmm. Shield, and last week's Agents of Shield, I have to say, was great. Oof. I legitimately loved it. I Brittany even sat down and watched it with me, and she loved it. Uh, but we've got Doom here to tell you all his uh, points right now. Hey guys, welcome back to another Agents of Shield minute with the voice of Doom. Um, if you thought <laughs> the Agents guy. of Shield had gotten a little bit off track in the past few weeks. I feel like this week, last week's episode, rather, was a return to form. Totally agree. This is the fun shield that we have been enjoying all these years. The, it managed to balance silliness with action and just fun. All around fun. I miss the Koenig so much. Patton Oswalt has breathed life back into me. Uh... So much fun, uh, the way they did it. Don't worry, Matt, they weren't the Dark Old Redeemers. Um, <laughs> this looks to be amazing. We've got, it looks like we're going to have the Patriot fighting alongside Quake in a big action-y episode uh, of fighting people. Uh, it's going to be, this is, the, this is the shield that we wanted. Uh, this is an Ace of Shield. It's going to be a blast. Uh, I'm excited. Join us tonight on Afterbuzz TV. Uh, now, I'm going to let you guys get back to what I'm assuming is an entire episode talking about that Iron Fist trailer. <laughs> oh, if only you knew, sir. If only we had time. If only we had time. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, we appreciate that. Now, let's jump over. We don't have a lot to say about the Logan trailer, but I do want to mention we had a Logan trailer at the Super Bowl. And real mm-hmm. quick, uh, yes. the chat roll lets you that's fish. Barmondi is Barmondi. fish. Oh, my it's God. It's fish. Thank you, chat roll. Yeah. For it. You've educated me today. Thank mm-hmm. you. Scott Randall? Scott and Randall. Scott and Randall. Thank you. Scott and Randall. Thank you. Applaud you. Uh, Barra Monday. I'm going to go try it today. Uh, but let's talk about the Logan trailer real quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, we didn't get a lot of new footage. 
That is now, a fact. It was a great trailer, mm-hmm. and it kept kept me excited. Now, uh, and I want to point out before we talk about the trailer for just a couple of minutes here, um, this the, this movie is opening at the Berlin Film Festival. Like that's a big deal. Yeah, yeah. Like that that says cool. a lot about the quality of this film. It's like, all about that bridge into the Oscars because Black Panther's going to demolish. Oh God! Can but you we imagine? Can you imagine if like Marvel oh. could win an Oscar with Black Panther? Oh, huh? Mm, yes. Be still. All right, but not Black Panther right now. Mm-hmm. Talking Logan. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that is, I, I do want to point out that is a big deal. Berlin Film Festival is a very big uh, event. It's a very prestigious event, uh, and the fact that Logan was able to do their premiere there is it's a big deal. I'm told it's a big deal. That's a big deal. Uh, but I do want to point out that we did see a couple of pretty cool things in the trailer. Uh, first of all, Caliban, what happened? Like, he looks torn up. Yeah, that's a rough ride. Like, that, <laughs> like what happened to that dude? What's going on with Caliban? Do you guys I have really like that. Oh, this is a tangent within that. The Caliban has been hinted at, but this is the first time we've fully seen him in motion. We've seen stills, we've seen yeah. like the shadow, mm-hmm. but like it's a month out, and this is the first full shot we have of yeah. him. And I also like that this trailer was seventy percent stuff we'd seen before. Yeah, I right. still don't. I get a gist of the movie. We don't have the full shape of it, and it's a month out. So I just yeah. Fox once again marketing. Thank you because yeah, that, that to me is full hype. Professor yeah. X looks really rough. Oh, there's a lot going on there, and oh, none of man. it's good. Yeah, none of it. Like, that no. poor man. Like, he is getting beat up in this. Yeah. Like, it looks like everyone gets beat up in this. And the fact <laughs> that they're doing, like, a street-level, like, you like, the, like the, one of my favorite things that I've heard about it so far is that the 40 minutes that they showed, like, six weeks ago or whatever it was, mm-hmm. um, someone leaving that told the director that what they loved about the movie is that this is a Wolverine they could run into on the street. Mm-hmm. Nice. I like, like that the Wolverine is like right there in front of their face then. Yeah. I saw a one minute scene where it's him like dealing with some guys trying to rob this farmer guy. Mm-hmm. There's like this scene that got leaked and it's that minute is 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 the minute I've been waiting since '99 for. Like, and it was a minute. I've seen one wow. minute of this movie, wow. and that to me was more Logan than we've ever had. Wow! And that's all I want to see. That's that's the last clip I'm watching until March 3rd. Because that to me was like, oh, all my hype's been justified. They finally let Hugh Jackman, who knows Wolverine, play the Wolverine that he knows, and yeah. that's beautiful. So I'm stoked. Yeah, I refuse to watch that clip. I'm like, nope. I just want to. That was my one. I just want to. I've seen enough trailers. I know. I know what the filmmakers want me to know at this mm-hmm. point, and I, I don't need to see anymore. Like that's, one more month. March. Uh, what is it? March seventh. March third. Man. March third. Don't you push that four days? <laughs> no, it's the seventh today. So, uh, so I I also want to point out. Um, this is the first time we've seen... So we've seen a lot of the running in the woods stuff. Okay. Um, and, like, one of my favorite moments from the trailer they did a couple weeks ago was, you know, Wolverine slashes and, like, kind of goes down on his knees. And when he does that, like, uh, Laura comes running up behind him, jumps off his back, and takes out two guys who were running for him. That's like, oh, yeah, the family. Like, the family that works together. Yes, that's <laughs> awesome. And that she's so lethal, so Yeah, young. she's so feral and lethal and, just, like, perfectly X-23 Laura Kenny. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in that scene, we've never seen this before. We've only seen Laura and Wolverine run, or uh, Logan running. But now we see a lot of other kids running through the woods with them. And I, th- I think mm-hmm. that's kind of a big deal. I think, right. um, what was it, X-Men 2, where they attacked the mansion and all the kids mm-hmm. had to escape. Mm-hmm. They were all kind of running through like different secret passages in the woods and stuff like that. I think he's saving like a mutant concentration camp. I think he's camp, saving like, like a mutant concentration uh, camp. Yeah. I think that there's something about like where do all mutants go? I got like an internment camp vibe. Mm-hmm. I think like the mutants who have all been kind of rounded up mm-hmm. and 
are being held almost in secret in a way. And yeah. I think that she escapes or is helps escape or something like I'd have to like look that. at the clip again to see the state of their clothing yeah. to see yeah. You know where where in the process of being interred are they like right at the beginning yeah. where it's like okay I got you or is it like real skin and bones later? Yeah. So I th- I think that's what's going on. The other thing that could be going on is uh, that they were all like clones or being experimented on. They're all like Weapon X mm-hmm. uh, uh, lab subjects, mm-hmm. and like Wolverine and Laura went and broke them out because that's the lab that she broke out of. So I think it's one be, of those two. That'd be a finer line to walk because of Deadpool and Wolverine Origins. I sure. think they might avoid that uh, Department H programming or any of that jazz because of that. But they also, this is going to be our take on Old Man Logan, like a different mm-hmm. interpretation mm-hmm. because of the, the mm-hmm. rights issues. So I think it would make sense in a dystopian future to have mutants in general contained. Yeah. So I, I think that... I think that's the way they'll go, but I, I, I'm glad we don't know. I'm yeah, glad we're having this conversation a month this out. Exciting. This is so cool. This is great. And how much death will there be? That's, it's rated R. There's awesome. going to be a lot. Like, like they are put, like they are pushing that on purpose. The clips they showed reason, condensed yeah. in that minute was so much action. Like we've seen a lot of the slow burn and the, yeah. and the you know, the, the Pirates of the Caribbean rip off Johnny Cash trailer. Uh, <laughs> we've seen a lot of those things that were like this. So to see it all is like, it's. What a great way to advertise for a football crowd. Be yeah. like, oh, by the way, it's still Wolverine, but it's good. Yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm stoked. And I, I think there was, there was uh, the, one, the last thing I, want, I personally want to say about Logan before we move on to Guardians. The shot at the very beginning, that to me is a metaphor for the entire movie. Because it's Wolverine. He looks beat down and haggard, like tired and just has no motivation at all to go fight this fight anymore. Like the, like, the fight is out of him, but he still knows there's a fight, and he's sharpening his claws. And it's like, I've done this for 200 years. Oh, God, I can't believe I have to go fight some more. Like, that second, I was like, that's the movie. Mm-hmm. That's the whole movie to me. And we still haven't seen a single frame of Sinister. I don't think Sinister's in it. I think Sinister's in it. Uh, we've oh. barely seen a shot of Xander Rice, though. Sinister 100%, or not 100, 99% was responsible for X-23, including Logan, because of the end of X-Men Apocalypse. There's no way that doesn't tie in. I'm sure it does. I just don't think Sinister's in it. Hopefully played by Brian Cranston. <laughs> oh my god, that would be amazing. Oh, you know he wants it, too. Yeah, yeah you know? Like, you know like, if they kept Brian Cranston to raps and he just like, shows up in Logan, I'll be like, ah. Fox wins. That full Shia LaBeouf <laughs> clap. They can kick me out of the theater. I don't care. I'll just do it. I'll just be like, there. If, if they pull that off and they do it well, oh my god, I will be like, what, what, you know what, Fox? You have redeemed yourself. Yeah, there, there's your yeah. Deadpool Logan one-two punch. Thank you. Yeah, you're yeah. good. You've redeemed yourself. Yeah, well done. Secret well done. You've come back up. Right. Hashtag Secret Cranston. <laughs> I like that. Secret Cranston. Uh, all right, I want to move on to Guardians, but do you guys have anything else you want to say about Logan? No. Skibby bop badoo boo. All right, so I want to go down the rundown here real quick. We've got lots to talk about with Guardians, like way too much to talk about. An entire show's worth of material to talk about with Guardians. We're going to do it as fast as we can. Then we're going to talk about Infinity War. Then we're going to talk about the Iron Fist trailer that just dropped today. All right? Okay. Um, um, real quick. Did yes. you get your 1974 frame of Logan postcard? I did. I showed it on the show a couple weeks ago. Okay. Uh, but I don't think I have it with me today. Okay. Uh, so... The new trailer that dropped during the Super Bowl was only a minute long, but we got a lot of fun stuff to look at. Um, we got our first look at... I- I'm just going to run it down real quick. Here's what I saw. First look at Aisha and the Sovereign race. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got a great shot of Star-Lord and Yondu flying a, a spaceship that is not the Milano. I looked. I compared. <laughs> it's not the Milano. Uh, I think maybe we got a shot of Ego. Uh, Gamora's giant gun was amazing. Rocket and Star Lord flying through space on jetpacks. Lots of Mandas. Lots of Nebula. Welcome to the frickin' Guardians of the Galaxy. Except he didn't say frickin'. 
All right. And so. I love that Mantis was also used as comic relief. Mm-hmm. It's perfect. I love it's that. It's perfect. And and here I I I'm gonna go off like just a, just a, please allow me this like little social justice <laughs> moment. Okay. Please, and I'm sorry. I know some of you are gonna hate me for this. I'm excited to see a female superhero who is weird and wacky and not like the level-headed, keeping the boys in line. Yeah, character. like real she's tired we- of that character. Like because you uh, like so many times, and I'm not saying that you don't. Mm-hmm. Get this, mm-hmm. like, but so oftentimes, Gamora or Nebula is the female that you get, mm-hmm. like Black mm-hmm. Widow. You know, Scarlet Witch is damaged, but she's still kind of not that weird. Like, yeah. she's still not that out there. She's like, oh, it's hard for me to do my powers, and that's great. All of those characters are great, by the mm-hmm. way. I'm not doing it. Like, I'm. Yeah. I don't mean to insult them at all. They're all great. No, you saying that you appreciate a certain type of character doesn't mean that you don't like other types exactly. of characters. But and I, to not apologize for people that would be offended, that's some BS if you think a silly character like that needs not exist because that's amazing. Like, Mantis needs... Like, I agree. Yeah. That's, that's mm-hmm. needed to exist for I'm a long time. I'm so excited yes. to see like, a female character that is as weird as Rocket or Drax. Yeah. Yes. Yes, like, I love Drax that she's parallel. as, as yeah. weird as Drax. Yeah, I, and love I love that. It. And like, so I, I, that's a, please thank, thank you for allowing me my moment. So you may disagree with me, and that is okay. You're allowed to disagree with me, mm-hmm. but I'm excited for that. I'm personally excited for that. Uh, so, uh, what moments? I, those were my moments. Don't mm-hmm. need, don't need to talk about them. Mm-hmm. What moments mm-hmm. stuck out with you? Like, and if they're the same moments, that's fine. We'll talk about it, but what moments stuck out for you? Yeah, well, loved Gamora with that gun. Oh, my God. Yeah, you think Rocket built that for her? I was just about to ask. (laughs) Rocket totally built that, right? (laughs) You know he did. He's like, I've got this little thing, you know, you can use it. Yeah, Uh, yeah. And she looks like she's loving it, too. She's like, Like, oh, I want to see that part of the movie where uh, Rocket's like, hey, I got this beauty for you, and then her face would just, like, light up. Yeah. It's like birds are singing. He's like, "Uh, you're always fighting with your space swords. Here's a gun. <laughs> okay. Like, I will use this. I'm deadly with guns, too. Yeah. Can't wait for that. I love, from a film fan perspective, the, that was awesome, from mm-hmm. Drax, because that was originally another line, which shows the level of improv they let Drax yeah. do. So yeah. the comedy from Drax, clearly there's alternate takes, because that line, that, that scene was in another trailer with him on his knees yelling. And like, it was in, like <laughs> you spacists or something yeah, like that. Yeah, he yelled something about the spaceship, and this time he yelled that was awesome, which means to me that we're going to have a lot of improv and a lot of variety from Drax, and clearly Drax is, is a big point of comedy in this film, like yeah. the unbutton mm-hmm. is Drax and everything else. So I'm excited to see where they go with the comedy, because this is a sequel to a movie that shouldn't have existed, so they also yes. gave it more. The amount of freedom he had in the first one was insane. Mm. The amount of freedom they had in this one, like this movie is just banana sandwich. Like this, there's no <laughs> rhyme reason. That yeah. like you love these characters, we've met them, we've had the origin. You introduce one or two new characters, including a living planet, mm-hmm. and then see what happens, see what shakes out. Like I can't wait to just walk into the theater going like, oh, that was 97 minutes of just I didn't know they could do that, and, yeah. and that trailer was uh, that for me. So yeah. I'm, I'm still. That was a minute, a full minute of oh, yeah, yeah. And we, by the way, still haven't seen Kurt Russell. Not a once. Nope, like, not at all. I, I saw him very briefly in Marvel, right. and even mm. then, it was like not much. No Stallone either. No Stallone. That's true. No Stallone. These are these are little things we keep forgetting because it's been a year of us talking about it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Stallone's in there somewhere. No, exactly. And somewhere. Like, we, we so James Gunn has gone on the record saying I am 
heavily involved in the trailers because I know that you fanboys, <laughs> us, yeah. are going to dissect every half second frame and, and look the for songs. every last clue. And oh. the songs that yeah. he's going to have. Yeah. I also didn't even put it together that Kurt Russell and Stallone being like the titans of the 80s are in a movie based as a love letter to the 80s. How great is that? Like It's, it's like a meta Deadpool yeah. joke in itself. Yeah, it really <laughs> is. Uh, Oh, one of the questions that we had was, uh, yeah, what's, what's a song that you want in the Guardians oh, of the Galaxy? Yeah, volume two. Oh, yeah. Uh, and uh, I want Don't Stop Me Now by Queen. I want that to be in there somewhere. That would be super fun, yeah. Uh, I would want to, I love Bowie. Like, like his mm-hmm. Moon Age Daydream and the first movie was, I thought, perfect. You know, I don't think that they should go for, like, Major Tom. That's a little too on the nose. But, right. <laughs> like, man, I don't know. Like, Bowie's the first one that always comes to mind. Like, mm-hmm. especially with Guardians. Like, Bowie and Guardians, like, if Bowie was still alive, he would be Star-Lord's dad. Like, I mean, oh, 100%. Yeah. Like, yeah, there's no... It's like peanut Star-Lord's mom. dad. Like, you right. know, like, <laughs> it's uh, like peanut butter on that banana sandwich. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's little Air Bowie. Uh, that just makes me... Make me sound for a second. Yeah. Um, I would like... <laughs> I love the song Blind Boys Don't Lie from the Lost Boys soundtrack. Oh, my God. Or okay. anything from the Top Gun soundtrack. Because that, to me, <laughs> the Danger late zone. 80s. Yeah, man. Kenny Loggins. Playing with the boys with, like, Star-Lord and Rocket and Drax, man. Any of that. Any of that. <laughs> what, was the, what was the song from the Transformers movie? I can't. God, I wish I could remember I'd like those out. Which I, one? I, it was, a like, a sort of, like, fast metal. Like, like fast oh, the good rock. Transformers. I thought you were talking yeah. about Michael Bay. No, 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 no. I was oh, like, bro, no, what are you no, doing no, no, here? No, 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 no. I was like, I, no, no, I no, control no. alt deleted that a while ago. <laughs> yeah, I don't have the RAM to keep that in that No, I meant, like, the Transformers movie from, like, 85 God. or 86. Like, there okay. was a song in there that, God, I wish I could remember. It's epic. But I don't think, it's the mid-80s. I don't think it would be on the soundtrack. Anyway. Um... Yeah, I, so uh, uh, I think we see Ego. Mm-hmm. Oh, and thanks, uh, David Eldridge at um, Eldredo for that question. Oh, thank yeah. you, David. Uh, I uh, I think we saw Ego. Like, we see, like, a weird planet thing, and, like, Rocket and Star-Lord are flying towards it. So. I think maybe. I maybe. don't know. Uh, I love Welcome to the Frickin' Guardians of the Galaxy, but he didn't say frickin'. Like, that's so funny to me. I, I love uh, the change where, you know, in the first movie, mm-hmm. Rocket was sitting on top of Groot, mm-hmm. and now Groot's sitting on Rocket. And so, and according to a lot of the... By the way, uh, if you did not know that this happened, uh, there was a big set visit, uh, I think back in last April, and they were finally allowed to talk about it now that they've released, like, the Super Bowl trailer and everything. Uh, there's so much information to go and look up and digest from all of that. Um, you could go to uh, uh, SlashFilmComicBook.com, Collider, they all... All of those places had it. Uh, we talked about it a little bit on Screen Junkies yesterday. They had me on to talk about some of the quotes. That was fun. So you can go find it all those places if you want to see it. We're, we're going to go over the quotes right now. Um, I'm going to... The live chat is killing it with song suggestions. I'm just going to really? give a universal credit. Girls Just Want to Have Fun, B-52, Ballroom Blitz, The Touch. There's so many, like... Because we don't know a year ne- necessarily the tape came from. You got the touch! Yeah. That, yeah. That's the... Uh, I think that might be the, that might be the song. song. I think yeah. it is. You got nice. the power. That's definitely it. Because because Mark Wahlberg yep. performed it mm-hmm. brilliantly in Ted. Got oh to be God, real by really? Cheryl Lynn. Nice. Uh, so uh, I just want to go through these quotes super, like lightning fast and just highlight a few things. Okay. Uh, Guardians are legends now. So this is almost all from Kevin Feige. So just imagine Kevin Feige saying all this. <laughs> uh, the Guardians legend and the mythology has grown and spread throughout the universe because they defeated Ronan and they were able to hold an Infinity Stone and not die. When we first meet them, this is big, when we first meet them in the beginning of the movie, they're on a place called Sovereign, where they've been asked 
in parentheses by the sovereign, by the way, that's my information. They've been asked to help with this giant sort of interdimensional beast. That's the Abolus, the one that we see Drax diving towards. Which perfect Drax. Yes. Yeah. Uh, that comes out, so this beast comes out, eats their batteries, the the Sovereign's batteries, their power source, wreaks havoc on their planet, and the Guardians have been asked to come and dispatch with that thing. That's where the film starts. So uh, their legend has spread. The Sovereign race has asked them to come help them with this beast, and that's where the film starts. Uh, Who are the Sovereigns? Uh, The Aisha, the Golden Lady, played Mm -hmm. by Elizabeth Debicki, uh, is a member of a race called the Sovereign. This is from James Gunn. The entire race, they're all genetically created by themselves as a self-sustaining race who are perfect. They're created as perfect beings, and they think of themselves as perfect. Uh, now, here's, Which exists in science, so... Exactly. <laughs> now, here's why this is exciting, because this is exact, exactly what happens in the comic books, except it's not a self-sustaining race. Like, Aisha is a genetically created being, as is Adam Warlock, Mm -hmm. which brings me (laughs) to a quote about Adam Warlock. Are we talking about her and him now? Her and him, exactly, (laughs) yes. Uh, uh, James Gunn was asked, will we see Adam Warlock in this film? His answer, totally possible. They're created in pods. (laughs) Delicious coffee. Uh, So, I... That's exciting to me because that's such a callback to the comics. They're all like they're he the him and her, Adam and Aisha are both genetically created super beings who fly into space and become like basically cosmic wizards. Um man, that's a sentence that I, I got read to a say. quote somewhere that uh, they only it, he only needed to see two people for Debecky's part. Wow. And I love that. They literally wow. like she was it. And that's amazing that's to me. Amazing. Isn't that cool? That's like she was just and boop and skadoosh. Mm-hmm. Uh, Which kind of brings us back to uh that frame in the collectors where you see the cocoon and everybody's mm-hmm. like is that warlock mm-hmm. is warlock mm-hmm. there mm-hmm. No. so mm-hmm. it, it, so now we have that may have been warlock or it may have just been a pod from this genetically created super race yeah so um the ravagers are par- a big part of this movie much more so than even the first film which is big because they were a big part of the first film they were like chasing after quill all the time with yondu um we also learned that there are many Ravager factions, of which Yondu controlled one large faction, and uh, that fraction wasn't loved by the others. Um, mm-hmm. Then there's a giant mutiny. The mutiny happens because of the, the Taser Face, played by Chris Sullivan, thinks that Yondu has gone soft on Peter Quill, and that that's affecting all of their all of their work. Right, and they're hungry. They didn't get to eat Terran. Yeah, exactly. So. <laughs> yeah, so they think he's gone too soft, so they mutiny. Uh, and that is uh, when you see the arrow whipping around everything. That's him escaping the Ravager prison. Whether he escapes, I don't know. I actually don't know. Don't know. But uh, we, we do know that he at least attempts an escape. Uh, Kurt Russell is described as a mysterious figure, an adventurer from parts of the galaxy, who has heard the legend that has spread of the Guardians and has come to meet them and check them out for the first time. I think Kurt Russell knows Star Lord is his kid. I think he hears Star Lord held a power gem. This guy, Star Lord, named mm-hmm. Peter Quill, held. A power gem, and he's now leading this team called the Guardians. I think that's my kid. I'm going to go find out. Yeah. He's like, oh, crap. My kid's not dead. Yeah, so my kid didn't die on Earth. All right, mm-hmm. interesting. Uh, and the other thing, he describes Kurt Russell as a mysterious figure and an adventurer. I think Kurt Russell is known throughout the galaxy as well in some capacity. Hmm. Like, I think the universe, like, the whole galaxy is like, who's this weird adventurer what, guy that's always what? around? Someone who's named, this weird mantis lady? Someone named Ego is known around yeah, the galaxy exactly, make right? sure his people know him. Uh, so I, 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 we, I don't think we have time to touch on anything else, uh, mm. uh, but I do want to say, and this is perhaps the biggest quote for me, 
we don't know what the villains want in any of the footage that we've seen. We just know that the Guardians exist and they're doing something. That's the footage. But this quote tells us exactly what's going on in this film, what the driving plot of the film is. And this comes from Kevin Feige. Uh, the villains are less grandiose uh, in their uh, ambitions than Ronan was, uh, for instance. Aisha just wants to kill the Guardians for slighting her, because she's a perfect race. Mm-hmm. And Taserface wants to lead the Ravagers and thinks that uh, Yondu has gotten soft. So, the yeah. entire thrust of the movie is uh, they go to help Aisha, they mess up, Aisha wants to exact revenge on them for messing up, so she chases after them. In the meantime, the Ravagers are chasing Yondu, who hooks up with the Guardians. So now the Guardians are being chased by the perfect sovereign race <laughs> and the Ravagers, both of whom who hate them, and all they want to do is find Star-Lord's dad. That's the movie. Hold on to your butts. Like, what a great contained movie. with Because yeah. the characters are big enough, you don't need to have the threat be bigger than that. Yeah. Like you don't. Yeah. Even, it's already a huge threat. You don't need to have mm-hmm. no more space holes. Yeah, because they're in space. Yeah, yeah, so no, space. no more space holes. Yeah, don't you don't need any gems. No. Yeah, I'm so excited. Yeah. Maybe I mean James Gunn's smart. He's brilliant. They, they yeah. know that what they have. They know, and Fox knows. I mean Marvel knows what they have. They yeah. know that they don't need to. The whole trailer's like Star Lord, Gamora. Like they just say their names. They, the poster is just they know that. like they there know what go. this movie is. And I'm yeah. so glad they're letting the audience show them with their dollars. Show them with your dollars that they can make movies that don't need to have these giant yeah. villains when they yeah. can focus on character like the Netflix shows. Exactly, and that's exactly what like if you go through all the quotes which I spent three hours doing yesterday. Uh, that's exactly what James Gunn says. He basically says, like, um, I didn't want to do... I wanted to do bigger and better, but I didn't want to copy anything from the sequel. I I actually tried to not even pay attention to what worked in the sequel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just... What's weird and wacky and crazy that these guys are doing now? Like, it's all about the characters. The actions come out of the characters. It's not about doing what I did. It's about topping what I did. It's about moving on and doing something different. Yeah. It's like a Do road trip the... movie gone wrong. Horribly yeah. wrong. Love it. Yeah. And like two threats on the chase. That's so great 80s road trip classic. Like, you know, yeah. they're running from these things that are from their past and we care about them because yeah. they're characters we've met. Yeah. And Jimmy Urine is a Ravager. Uh, but <laughs> do we have the Thanos quote? Uh, we do. We do. Okay. That's, that, that's that, what's coming up next. So my tangent into that later is uh, basically I feel like Kevin Feige reads us when we say hey you're doing great except your villain problem and your score problem like yeah. there are good scores like a, a fan a fan corrected me that last week I was talking about the score problem he was talking about how great the Avenger score is and he is a saxophone te- or a music teacher and oh. him and his entire class of saxophonists played the Avengers theme as like one of their thesis projects and awesome. the idea of that's that awesome. bringing students together is beautiful and that's yeah. what a good score can do yeah. so I think mm-hmm. Kevin Feige reads the things about villains read the things and that's where the Thanos stuff comes from because he he does listen to us which is amazing they, and that's why these we listen, yeah, because they listen. They don't hold themselves above the fans. They realize that the fans are what makes their the, success. Right? Mm-hmm. You know, they're not pandering to us. They're yeah. still doing their own thing. That's the difference. They don't pander, they don't pander. but they'll, they'll listen because they want to do better. Yeah. So you know, they'll take suggestions. Yeah. Don't expect for those suggestions to be you know, always. Yeah. Yeah. Used in takes, the movie, but and it takes time to write this shit. It uh, takes time, like, right? Like okay, we've got a we have Steered a little the, this way. the, the yeah. fans are saying we have a villain problem. All right, well we've already got three or four movies in development moving forward, mm-hmm. but we can work on the fifth movie or the, the fourth and fifth movie ahead of us. Let's just start uh, steer the ship a little bit better. So yeah, uh, yeah, and I, again I don't that is not a shot at any other franchise. Yeah. No, no, no. Like, I just think all, that him listening like, is amazing. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, and I'm actually I'm super okay with there not being Affinity Stones involved. I, I'm I know so I already glad. said that. Super duper involved. Yeah. But I'm 
just restating, I'm very glad. Yeah, I just want to see the Guardians go be the Guardians now. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've earned it. They've earned the right to just go be themselves. Yeah. Um, Infinity War. Now, this is perhaps my favorite news of the week. It is mine. <laughs> um, be- because of the possible implications of what this is, right? Right. So the quote is possible from Kevin spoilers? Feige. Possible spoilers? Possible Probably spoilers. not. I'm just Probably saying. Probably not. Yeah. Um, this is from Kevin Feige, uh, again, during the set visit. Thanos in Infinity War is, in a movie that has a lot of characters, you could almost go so far as to say he is the main character, and that's a bit of a departure from what we've done before, but that was appropriate for a movie called Infinity War. Now, here's what I hear when I read this, and Mm -hmm. this is, if they do this, they are insane and amazing, and I applaud them, like, High. Like, I will stand on the tallest building in the world and applaud them and scream their name if they actually do this thing that I'm about to say. There's a book. I believe it's by Jim Starlin. Uh, I'm probably wrong, but I think it's Jim Starlin. It was the prequel to Infinity Gauntlet, and it was called Thanos Quest. Thanos Quest was a two-part like graphic series mm-hmm. where it was Thanos basically saying, I'm trying to impress you, Death. You're not impressed. I know about these things called the Infinity Gems. Haha, <laughs> check this out. I'm going to go get them. going to wield them all on this gauntlet and kill half the universe for you to prove how much I love you. Death still doesn't answer him, and he's like, screw you, lady. I'm going to go do it. You're going to see. You're going to be impressed. And the entire series is Thanos going up against these very powerful beings and getting these stones, or the gems, as right. they're called in the comics. It's one of my favorite comic books. Uh, you can find it online. It's probably on Comixology. Um, it's not. Ex- it's not an expensive book. It's not like this high, like hundred dollars right. to get. But <laughs> yeah, Thanos uh, Quest, right? Thanos Quest. I think that's mm-hmm. what it's called. It's Thanos Quest. It might be Infinity Quest, but I think it's Thanos Quest. Um, it's incredible, and it's very well written. At least by my account, it's very well written. Um, it's very philosophical. Like every single character has like this weird sort of like trope to it. Like. Um, there's a character named, uh, like, the, the, the cosmic, like, speedster, basically. Like, he, mm-hmm. he's, like, the, the runner, is what they call him. And he exists everywhere in the universe because of how fast he can run. <laughs> Turns out, it's not what it is. He has the space gem. Makes and therefore, sense. he can go anywhere, but he perceives himself as running really fast. It's not that, though. It's because this gem allows him to be anywhere in space <laughs> he wants. He's like, I'm running super fast! No, you're transporting there because of this gem. <laughs> Thanos figures this out, takes it from him. There's another character who has the time stone, or time gem, named the Gardener. And his entire thing is that he has this beautiful cosmic garden. And he, like, kind of is the uh, beholder and watcher over all the botanical life in the universe. And, like, it's all in this one place. And no one knows how he does it. It's because he has the time gem. And he's able to manipulate time for the garden. He doesn't fully understand what he has, but Thanos does. So he goes and gets it. I think... So when I hear this quote from Feige, right. it sounds like they're doing the Thanos quest, a bit a bit of the Thanos quest. Because if you think about it, where are all Ooh. the stones? Uh, there's a stone on Xandar. Thanos now has to go attack Xandar to get uh, the power stone, which right. means he's got to go up against the Nova Corps and probably the Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. The Collector mm-hmm. has the power stone. We don't know what the Collector can do, but he's a cosmic being. Yeah. We're about to meet the Grandmaster and Guardians of the Galaxy 2 and maybe other cosmic elders which means they might be helping the Collector protect the Power Stone from Thanos. Very real possibility. Uh, then uh, Vision has the Mind Stone. Mm-hmm. Probably dispatched pretty easily, but we don't know how powerful the Vision is versus Thanos. He might actually be kind of a threat, and he's got the rest of the Avengers, as well as Scarlet Witch and Doctor Strange, to protect him from Thanos getting 
that gem, as well as the Time Stone from Doctor Strange, who has like an, an army of wizards, basically. <laughs> yeah. So, yes, Thanos Battle is incredibly mages. powerful, mm-hmm. but uh, he is just himself right now. We don't know if he's coming with an army. But here, like, we don't I know re- if he actually gets out of the chair. Yeah, does he just fly in the chair? Yeah. <laughs> um, so I really think that that's how they're going to have all of these characters. Because if you think about it, I don't think they're going to have sixty characters. That's way too many. But if they section it off to where Thanos is like, I'm going to go get the Power Stone now, then we go we go with him and we have a 15 minute sequence where he fights the Guardians and Xandar before he can get the Power Stone. Wow, you know what I really love about uh, your theory with this is that since we spent so much time with these characters, Mm -hmm. to see it from the angle of Thanos, Uh then they they become little, you know, annoyances. Yeah, all of a sudden seeing the protagonists as antagonists. Our heroes are now the villains. And it reads like a miniseries. You have a little Mm -hmm. one-off, you have another one-off, you have these different trials and tribulations and going through from Thanos' perspective. They're all characters we know and love because we've spent ten movies with them. No country for old Thanos. Like, it's going to be great. (laughs) He's going to kill some people and for him it's going to be like nothing. nothing. For us we'll be like, did, 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 insert blank here, just die? Yeah. And everyone will. Yeah. It's yeah. gonna be crazy. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean and here's here's the other amazing thing about it is that if he's the protagonist, we get into his head, we get into his psychology, mm-hmm. we get to cheer for him so that in the fourth movie, or maybe at the end of this movie, we don't know, but in the mm-hmm. fourth movie Which they've said is separate, which is interesting. Separate, mm-hmm. We are like, oh, but I but poor Thanos, he just wants to impress death or whoever, like Hella, whoever it might be, if that ends up being what they're doing, you know. So I don't know. I don't know, but I am excited about this. Yeah, like, yeah. This is like, really, that's my like, favorite quote I've, I've heard in a long time. I've been excited for Infinity War because, oh. for uh, obvious reasons, but this is like, whoa, what are you doing? Yeah. Okay, now like now you've got me way more on watch with because what the, you're doing. The Sinister Six script that I was so excited for was basically like a bunch of those, the Sinister Six guys are dealing with Spider-Man, but it's from the perspective of them. Yeah. So if they mm-hmm. take that concept and make it Thanos for a yeah. giant 12-movie deep series ending, yeah. whoa. Yeah. Yikes. All right, so... Mm. We need to move on to Iron Fist. We don't, we don't have much time left. Okay. We good? It's incredible. Yeah. yeah. We're excited. Very uh, excited. Tweet your questions. We got a new trailer today. What? No one was, <laughs> I was not expecting this. Iron Fist. Iron Fist. Woke Iron Fist. Up to Iron Fist. <laughs> like, I, I was like, I was putting news together for Screen Junkies and was like, oh, what's this Iron <gasps> What? The best news ever. Like, happy Merry Christmas. And it didn't come out at 2.15 when we wrapped. Yeah. Yeah. It came out like at 7 this morning. Perfect. All right. right. So, let's... Here I'm just going to run through the points and then uh, get your get, get your opinions. Uh, at the beginning, we see Danny Rand first appearing in New York City. No one believes he's Danny Rand because he's been missing for ten years. <laughs> uh, uh, we see uh, the Meachams, uh, Joy and Ward during a press conference. Joy seems a little bit more cool with him. Ward is not happy. We also see Harold Meacham, who is very not happy because mm. he's the one who we know from the comics killed Danny Rand's family and assumed that he killed Danny Rand, and now all of a sudden. He's got this Boom. revenant back to haunt him, <laughs> if you will. Uh, we we hear Kunlun for the first time. We also see a brief look at it, and, and by brief I mean I I paused it. I don't know if you can pull this up for us, Aunt Anthony. Uh, <laughs> I've got it in the rundown here. Oh, good, good, good. It's the mountains, but you can see kind of like a little tiny green valley in it. Ooh. It's it's very hard to see. 
But if you look closely, there's a you can see once every ten green. years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I think that's I think that they're pointing out like this is Shangri La, this is Kunlun right here. Mm -hmm. They say Kunlun. I've always said Kunlun, but it's Kunlun, I guess. Uh, we see uh, a lot of Colleen Wing, much more than we saw in the teaser from October. Uh, we see her with a katana. <laughs> and we see her in her white outfit, which is exciting. Uh, we see her battling in that white outfit. We see outfit. her battling in that white outfit. Mm -hmm. uh, we hear Madame Gao say, this is no place for Danny Rand. Uh, uh, the city is no place for Danny Rand. Um, and uh, she seems to be talking to Harold Meacham. She uh, does. And uh, we, hear, we hear Harold Meacham saying, Rand is my company. Uh, and we also see, it seems to me like Joy Meacham is kidnapped at some point. And uh, the biggest one, to me, the biggest moment is the uh, the shot where it says, this is the answer for which you seek. And underneath that note is the symbol for the steel serpent. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then at the very end of the trailer, she's like, he goes, well, I've got the power of the Iron Fist. And she's like, what is that? Rosario Dawson's Claire Temple. What is that? And then we cut to that shot of him. And he hits the floor and shockwave. Iron Fist! So excited. So excited. I'm so yeah. excited. I'm excited. Uh, I, I hope it's good. So. Yeah, it's great that they drop this now. It's like, thank you. Thank you for having me. A month out with pop. Yeah. yeah. It's about time. Netflix. <laughs> All right. Uh, I just went through the list. What stuck out to you guys? Uh, well, I love Claire Temple. Yeah, I love that she's the Nick Fury of Netflix. And she is not the Agent Coulson. Someone tweeted no, that at me. she is Nick Fury. <laughs> she's Nick Fury. Through and through. Yeah, I agree with that. I'll, I'll come behind Nick Fury. Uh, I also love Madame Gao. Like I forgot how oh, much I yeah. love that actress when she popped up. I was like, oh, like there was an yeah. actual moment of yay. Yeah, like, uh, no, so I cheered for great. that too. I cheered for that too. And here's what I'm excited about with Madame Gao is the connection to Daredevil mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and the connection to the Hand mm -hmm. and seeing her talking with Harold Meacham. That to me is like. We're probably going to see the Hand. We're probably going to see Davos the Steel Serpent. Mm -hmm. I think Davos the Steel Serpent died in Kunlun because that's what happened in the comics. And I think Madame Gal brings him back to life because, again, that's what happens in the comics. And I think all that resurrection stuff that they've been doing in Daredevil and Daredevil 2 with the hand, mm -hmm. I think that's what's happening. And I think Davos is going to appear in the second half of the Netflix, of the series, and that's going to lead Iron Fist to be like, oh, my God, what is the hand doing in New York? And what are they? This yeah. is bad. And that's yeah. going to lead into the Defenders. That's my take from this trailer. I like that. I, I want to know uh, whose blood was on uh, Meacham's face. Yeah. It's like, who'd you kill, dude? Yeah. And, and, and I don't and remember he, him being quite that violent in the comics. Like, he's like another Kingpin character, according to this film. Yeah, or I this mean, trailer. in the trailer, they actually had him, like, going, like, a downward motion yeah. at something, and then you got the shot of the blood in the face. I'm like, you're a stone-cold killer. Yeah. Okay. I thought it was just, you know, espionage. and yeah. but, Well, you probably sabotaged a jet because they're yeah. doing that kind he's of origin. He's a killer, certainly. Like, he's yeah. killed the Rand family, and I'm sure he's killed other people. But, like, he was never bloody violent, at least yeah. to me, like, getting as far, as, far hands... as I can remember. Yeah. Yeah, getting your hands dirty was like, ooh, okay. Ooh, dangerous, sir. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Uh, I, I also want, I think Ward Meacham is against Danny Rand. Mm -hmm. I think Joy Meacham with Danny is Rand. with Danny Rand, and mm -hmm. I think she's actually attracted to Danny Rand. I oh, think yeah. that that's ah, the that's love relationship. Yeah. I think that's the rela I don't think it's Colleen Wing because it wasn't in the comics. Mm -hmm. If I like, unless I forgot one, but I don't think they were actually ever 
lovers. I think that they were just like super duper best friends and worked together and were great allies. Yeah, I don't believe so, but I um, I only really encountered Iron Fist when you know he got into Luke Cage's world and sure. then him and Misty Knight. And so. the Fearless Defenders and everything else, yeah. yeah. I think seeing her fight was my favorite part of the trailer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, to me, yeah. that was the standout. Now, um, I will say, like, we we here love Marvel. We love our Marvel. We love our Netflix. They mm-hmm. have they do very little wrong, in our opinions. Um, but I am, I'm a little nervous about this trailer. I'm very nervous. And, and here, like, I like a lot of what I saw, but there's one thing that I did not see a lot of. And that is Danny Rand fighting. I, I, I saw Iron Fist, and mm-hmm. I saw Punching, and, and I Colin saw Wings a fighting. little bit. Colin Wings got it. But we saw some great stuff from Colleen Wing. We didn't see a lot from Iron Fist. Now, it's entirely possible that they're keeping that for the show, which right. I applaud mm-hmm. them for, and I hope that that's true. But I also know that I've read a few quotes from Finn Jones and a few other people saying, yeah, the martial art, he's not a martial artist. And he which, basically had like two months to get into shape for that. And he's gone on record saying, yeah, it was really tricky. It was like learning a dance, and that's how he treated it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's fight choreography. That's fine. Like you're, It's going to be hard to find a dude who perfectly embodies Finn Jones, or Danny Rand, yeah. And it, it is a kung fu master. Not everybody can be Tom Holland. Not everyone. <laughs> Not everyone's born to play the character. But <laughs> it, does, it does make me a little nervous that this is a martial arts film, and we've got without a, a martial uh, artist as the lead. Yeah, no, a, yeah. a little bit, a little bit. Mm-hmm. Marvel can pull it off. I oh. know that they can. Marvel does incredible things, and I think I'm probably going to love Iron Fist. Right. Yeah. Especially if they do any kind of, you know, mm-hmm. any kind of homage to the yeah. Iron Fist costume. Yeah. I, Which they kind of did actually. The, the, yeah. But it was like a he, there was the there was a shot in Kun Lun with him. Oh, with an oh. No, not with not uh, with this. No. But he had like his sort of like gi on, and he was mm-hmm. like, like the robe. Yes, and it was ragged. And it was like and, ragged and yellow mm-hmm. and green. Like, and I was like, mm-hmm. I'm excited. For this show, but I feel I was a little more excited for the other ones, and I feel like perhaps Lady Gaga at the Super Bowl was more dazzler than he is Iron Fist. <laughs> wow. I That is a strong statement. I won't, I, won't say, I won't say more. I will say she was as dazzler as he is Iron I, I see it. When I see him, I see Iron Fist. I see him doing Iron Fist very I see him doing Danny Rand very well. I like his snark. Mm. I like I like his Danny Rand. Mm-hmm. I'm not sold on the Iron Fist yet, but I, that could also just be the way that they're representing the trailers. Yeah. And let's also not forget they've got an incredible stunt team. Right, right. They're going to pull off the stunts, and it's going to look amazing. But it's going to be mostly not Finn Jones doing those stunts. That's my take. I will so. hold a judgment until the yeah. show that I'm obviously binge watching the day of. Yeah. So I yeah. will see they have my attention. I'm obviously invested. Sure. I just wasn't completely sold in this trailer as much as I have been in the past. Sure. I get that. It seems I get like that. the. Um, the historic Bruce Wayne versus Batman debate. Mm-hmm. It's just, mm-hmm. it's just, it yeah, goes which right is there. interesting because yeah. there is a very different character. Yeah. Those are two they different are things different. to play. So it, it's finding mm-hmm. that right person. So we'll yeah. see if they did. Yeah. Um, but see. all of that being said, that's the only thing I'm nervous about. Like, thing and that's it. Like the rest, the rest of this looks great. I feel like they got the mythology down. I feel like they've got the characters down. Uh, it, it feels like the writing is very strong to me, um, mm-hmm. and I'm excited to see like how this interacts with the rest. of I feel like this is going to be like the linchpin. For all of the defenders stuff, like the hand, uh, uh, all the corporate stuff that's been going on, like because mm-hmm. you've got so many of those elements all mixed into this one thing, with this one character, and I'm I'm I I I am very excited for it. That's just my one like oh, oh, a little nervous. <laughs> oh. So uh, anyway, Marquia, why don't you uh, tell us what our Marvelites are up to? Oh yes, definitely. Uh, so we've got a couple of shout outs. Uh, let's see here. 
Uh, oh. Okay, well, first off, uh, first off, there's a shout out to everyone that tagged us in the Iron Fist trailer. Uh, thank you. <laughs> there were like 12 notifications like, yeah. hey, Iron Fist. Hey, hey Iron Fist. Hey, Iron Fist. Hey, Iron Fist. Like, thank you. Uh, yeah, birthday shout thank out. You so much yeah, for that. thank you for that. Um, birthday shout out to Sky Patterson in the chat room. He was born February 10th. Happy, Happy birthday, Sky. Happy birthday. And now we've got some sexy birthday shout outs. Oh, that Mr. Coy is going to handle, and I'll be back up. I'd like to shout out three of our OG Marvel movie fans. We've got, oh, yeah. from the Deadpool days, a full-year listener, Ryan. Freaking streets, Ryan Street. Oh, yeah, baby. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. I, hope, I hope at some point you say you're a freak in the streets, just because I, I enjoy that. Uh... I would also like to give a very, very, very sexy shout-out to longtime friend of the show. Ooh, one of our funny. classic, like one of the people I think of whenever we're in the live chat, Langley in Neely. Langley, a yeah. very sexy birthday to you. Happy birthday, our friend. And <laughs> last, but certainly not least, we have... The gentleman who turned 50 last month and had a wedding anniversary. I want to shout out to our good friend, Todd Kaplan. Very sexy birthdays to all of you, and I hope it, it is a glorious month because it's about to be a very marvelous year. Happy birthdays. We love you, babies. Yeah. So much love. Sexy birthday <laughs> shout out hour. Hour. <laughs> hour. <laughs> okay, so quick question um, from at no underscore AMM underscore. Do you think because of Runway is getting picked up by Hulu that they will do Young Avengers? I really hope they do because I love Young Avengers. It can bring up the LGBT subject into the superhero world, mm-hmm. uh, which I think will be great. Um, I don't know. I yeah. don't know that we'll see Young Avengers on TV. That feels like it's too big of a show to do for television. Maybe I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, it would never get picked up by HBO because that's <laughs> Warner Brothers. Right. Uh, they would be the, the kind of... I mean, maybe Netflix could do something like that, but they're so invested in the, in the Defenders universe. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I Here's what I think is going to happen. I think Phase 4 might bend towards Young Avengers. I can see that as a possibility. I mean, I I think they're just they're loving Marvel. Mm-hmm. They're loving everything mm-hmm. Marvel, and mm-hmm. it seems like they're uh, going a bit younger with it. Yeah, which is good. Go yeah. ahead and grab some youngins. So I, I, I they think, turn into I us. I think we will see Phase Four lean towards the Young Avengers, um, and maybe I don't know how they'll do it. They would probably have to start introducing that stuff in Infinity War, mm-hmm. one of the two movies. But um, I, I think that it's entirely possible that we'll see like a uh, Ms. Marvel. And a, and a young Nova like mm-hmm. Sam Alexander and, and Miles Morales. Well, maybe not Miles Morales, but um, you know Patriot, you know uh, Wiccan yeah. stuff like that. So I love that. Yeah. Uh, from Randall Lassini, uh, he was in the chat room. Hi from Melbourne. Uh, what role would you cast Neil Patrick Harris in oh Marvel MCU? Koi cast, go. Yeah. Neil Patrick Harris. NPH. Uh, to me, he'd have to be something like a deity or something powerful, something Flagman in the Inhumans. Uh, uh, the the guy that protects. No, I, the I know what you're room. talking about. Right. I love, yeah, him with the the and the, the weird flags. Yeah, because he's so like he's got like a punk, very presentational. He's cheer, got a punk but... vibe, and he's certainly like he's got he's like a Shakespearean character. No, to me. no, I told you. And Ken Gates yeah. is a Shakespearean actor to me. I see Flagman would be a lot of fun. It would be. I just don't want to waste Neil Patrick Harris on Flagman. That's not a waste, sir. Yeah, they're barely. If they do any Flagman, he'll barely be in it. 
The Inhumans need every bit they can get. They do. They I agree. Need. But I don't want to use Neil Patrick. Like, who's a who's a big character that he could do? Could he do? Could he be Mysterio? He could, but I don't know if his oh, voice. Oh wow! That I mean, would be very it, cute, it, it, would, it would be cute. It would be which super might not. Cute. It depends on how they want Mysterio. If mm. Mysterio is an opening villain, sure, because especially with the magic and the sure. presentation yeah. and all that sure. jazz, that could work. <laughs> yeah. But it might come across as, as I, I think Mysterio would need to be a little darker. Sure, uh, I haven't mm. seen Sears and Fortune events yet, but even that feels like a big levity. So I was thinking Flagman because of the levity. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mysterio could work depending on which tone. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this is a weird one. You got me on a Spider-Man tangent. If NPH could play dark, and this is very strange because mm-hmm. of his like physicality, Vermin. Vermin, like from uh, uh, the, what was the the, the Spider- Spider-Man the, when, he, the, the, when he died? The, yeah, the yeah. Kraven's Last Hunt. Mm-hmm. That Kraven's Last Hunt. Yeah, right, yeah. right. I could huh. I could see okay. him playing something like fully okay. feral. I could see him going yeah. like if he's not going full possessed. Because the easy answer would be something like Sam Rockwell did in Iron Man. The easy yeah. answer would be something that like is just a guy that wears suits yeah. and is charming. That's mm-hmm. what I don't want. He, That's why he, I was thinking he because he Harris, can do more. Yeah, he can Neil do a Patrick lot more. Harris yeah. played really like he played pretty dark in uh, uh, Ben Affleck. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. why I was thinking Vermin. Something mm-hmm. that's like uh, something that gives him a chance to like dive mm-hmm. into something because he he, pl- he was almost like an American Psycho kind. That's why I was thinking Vermin. It'd be something that he could literally be animalistic and something he could really dive into. Uh, and and he's so thin and he's mm-hmm. so like his physicality is in addition. Yeah. Totally. No, yeah. No, Mar- Swarm. Marvel's with a German accent. Yeah. Yeah. He is Mar- made of Marvel's peace. Marvel's favorite villain, Zaz. <laughs> yeah. Spot. Uh, Chat Roll is loving him for Sentry. I think uh, Tim Coogan said that first. I don't, I don't, he's not big enough to be Sentry. I, I like I like his character for for Sentry, but he's, mm-hmm. he doesn't look big enough to be. You Sentry. You don't think he'd like build it up? I see I like I see like, McConaughey or like uh, yeah, McConaughey. Or Army <laughs> Hammer. <laughs> yeah, McConaughey. Army Hammer would be Army Hammer is Sentry. Yeah, but. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't see him as, but that's that is interesting because his 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 character would be good for Sentry. It would be fun, but uh, yeah. I don't see his frame, his body. I don't know. Like he's very he's very thin. That's why I was thinking Vermin or, or you know one of those characters, even Carrion, something where he gets to be dark, something where. Yeah. And I love Spider Man, so that's yeah. where my brain is. A couple of people said Carnage. I don't. Mm, I see Carnage as a, a little less charming in the traditional sense. Carnage has mm-hmm. a southern uh, uh, hickish charm that I, uh, I see... There's no charm to him, to me. For Carnage, Carnage there's no charm to Carnage. He is just cold-blooded. No, well, I like, see, like, no Walton Goggins and, uh, and and that kind of Carnage. I see I see Carnage as, like, a Michael C. Hall, Walton Goggins, scary. Mm-hmm. But those there's a charm to that yeah. fear, to yeah. me. But I don't... MPH is the wrong kind of that for me, personally. Pace Pot Pete. That's great. Oh my god. He oh, would be great. So or like Stillman? Yeah. See, yeah. These are, but I think Flagman, since that's actually happening. They're not going to be Flagman. We'll see. They're not going <laughs> to we'll be see. Flagman. I'm just telling you right now. All right, move on. We, we've got to close Okay, how, uh, how are we on time? Uh, let's give it like another two or three minutes. Two or three minutes. Yeah. Okay, uh, then a uh, question that was asked in the chat room. Uh, Chance IV, uh, I have a question for you. I'm loving the cast for Black Panther. However, do you think they are overloading the talent? Would love to hear your thoughts. No. No, I don't think you can overload. I don't think you can. You do can't. That. You can't overload talent no. for Black Panther. No, I I'm, mean that would that would be like uh, they overloaded talent for uh, Civil Ocean's War. Eleven. Or <laughs> Ocean's Eleven. It's, it's yeah. an impossibility. It's it's such a big movie. It's such a big world with so many dynamic characters yeah. that if anything, they're doing it a great service. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now the the only thing would be like if all of those huge A list names were big characters, but they won't be. Like right. Marvel knows how to. Balance. They proved that they know how to do the balance thing. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I mean, I, I feel like they've proven it. But um. <laughs> MPH is Madcap in Deadpool 3D. Yeah, ah, that's kind of I, I like that. I like that. I like that. that. I like that. 
yeah, I don't think they're overloading it at all. I'm, I'm, ex- I'm very excited for it. Yeah. You know, it was the same thing with, like, Doctor Strange. It was like, wait, you've got how many incredible actors? Like, you know, <laughs> so... Um, so yeah, that's Same. that's my thought. Yeah. Plus, it's a character a good, good that can question. easily yeah. go boring if they don't mm-hmm. have the right actors saying the right word. It's a political yeah. thriller. So many political mm-hmm. thrillers went wrong because they didn't have cast actors that had enough gravitas to sure. say the politics. Yeah. This movie is important. It's something yeah. that is about important things. It needs actors that can handle dialogue that is heavy. Yeah. So I think I think they need to go that direction. Yeah, totally agree. All yeah. right, one more. Okay, uh, and then just a comment to close it out uh, sure. because this was fun. Uh, Joey Moda, uh, or yeah, Moda at Moda Roland, uh, earpiece, sir. It's been a while since we've given Marvel movies news something fresh. Responding, ugh, fine. Here's Iron Fist. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it goes. That's how it goes. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. All right. Well. um... That's it. That's it. I mean, yeah, it's yeah. at hour twenty. I think that's a good, good long show. Eighty minutes. Show. Yeah, I think, I think that's. that's uh, I think we did it pretty well with all the news that we have. To everyone in the live chat, I saw a barrage of birthdays pass at once. Uh, a, a universal and and just merry happy birthday. If your birthday was anytime this week, next week, last week, uh, we we love you guys. You're why we're here. So happy birthday. Enjoy them. See friends. See family. Do awesome stuff. And every day should be as important as a birthday. So just live because you might die tomorrow. So do stuff that's awesome every day. Yeah, happy birthday. Agreed. Uh, uh, Coy, you got anything coming up? Uh, no, just having it on Twitter and Instagram at C-O-Y-J-A-N-D-R-E-A-U. I love talking to you guys on both places, and I am constantly trying to use both more. So help me down. Great. Marquia? Uh, yeah. I did a couple of things last week uh, for a Hyper RPG. I did the Gauntlet. My team, the Ooh. Unbranded, is the nice. leading scoring nice. score Congrats. team. We have the most Golden Skulls. You can check that out on their Congrats. channel. Congrats. Sounds we amazing. Had a, it's an online D&D campaign. It was gorgeous. Perfect. Uh, that and, like, um... Matt was saying earlier, you can see on Screen Junkies News, we break down runways, but runaways, but we basically did that today, too. Yeah, also. we did that to do, so. so. yeah, and then otherwise than that, uh, Instagram and Twitter, at Markeia McCarty, M-A-R-K-E-I-A-M-C-C-A-R-T-Y. A-R-T-Y. 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 And my Snapchat is Darth Thinman. Someone has the best MPH casting, Reynaldo Perez. Hydra Bob. I'm on Oh, my God. That is yes. perfect. That's perfect. That I can perfect. do no better. Excellent casting. I just had to give that love out for wow. a second. That's right. amazing. Uh, I am uh, at the Matt Key on Twitter, and uh, I'm trying to use Instagram more. I don't understand it. I'm too old for it, but I'm trying. Uh, and also, uh, exciting news. I just got uh, hired on over at Screen Junkies to help out with a lot of their news Sweet. and stuff. So I'll be over there a couple times a week here and there. Uh, so you uh, periodically will be able to find me over there. But, uh, you know, in the very least, if you're watching this show, uh, know that I... It's possible that I came up with the news that you're listening to. Anyway, uh, that's our show. Thank you very much for joining us, and we'll see you next week. Goodbye. <laughs> From producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals.